Welcome to It's Time on CSN International, the daily teaching ministry from the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. On today's episode, we'll be listening to Senior Pastor Mike Kessler as he teaches in the book of Mark. Each of the four Gospels has a different approach and different audience targeted by the Holy Spirit. The book of Mark is a fast-paced, action-packed tome focused on Christ's role as a servant. By studying the examples of Christ in the book of Mark, we can learn a great deal about what our life as Christians should look like and the heart of Christ. With our study on Mark, here's Pastor Mike. It's okay not to get married. Because once you get married and kids come along, and then you start having these issues that were never dealt with. I heard it said one time that there's not a single problem that's evident in a divorce that wasn't there in the courtship. I've talked to people like that. She said, Mike, I'm leaving my husband. Why? Well, he's a raging drunk. And I said, well, did he drink when you were dating? Well, yeah. Why'd you marry him? Well, I didn't think it'd be a problem. That's true. Most of us don't. We don't realize that, see, none of our lives, friends, are static. Does that, you know what that means? That's not on the radio. None of our lives remain the same. They don't. We all are moving in a direction. Every day you get up, you're moving in a direction. Now, we move in a direction towards our job or to the bathroom or wherever we're headed. Coffee, gotta have coffee. (laughs) But we move, you might say, in our lives in a direction. And without the control of the Holy Spirit in a person's life, friends, we will implode. And what I'm saying is that you, you, you start off on a direction in your life. Now, again, maybe, maybe, maybe you just drank a little bit. At, 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 now, listen, I'm not saying there's anything. The Bible says it's okay to drink. Just don't get drunk. The problem is because our lives are fluid or we're not static. We don't remain the same. We can move down a road of alcoholism very easy. Well, he's got a temper, but, you know, he doesn't really work on it much. Well, it gets worse. And worse, people say, well, it's that old German temper. (laughs) Unless you're Swedish, and then it's that old Swedish temper. American, you know, it's that old American Indian temper. It's the old sin nature temper. And we got to get a handle on these things. Now, friends, let me tell you something. I'm convinced. I can't do it. And I've been around enough people that they can't do it either. It's only by the grace and the love and the power of God in our lives that we are anything. Now, there's a lot of self-righteous people sometimes, and unfortunately, this is why a lot of people don't go to church, because there's a lot of self-righteous people that have forgotten their dependency upon God, and apart from Christ Jesus, we are lost. It's true. We would go off the tracks faster than a speeding bullet. Because of the nature of our sin in our lives. And friends, in the society that's engulfed in sin. This is why a lot of times, if you read back in the in Levitical law, and, and when uh, Moses was giving, you might say, the commands of God to the people, again, that we're talking about here uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 24 and all, and you might say, oh, Mike, that seems so bad that a woman or a man caught in adultery were taken out and they were killed over that. Do you, do you know why? It isn't that God's being mean. It's that God knew something about the unraveling of society and how quickly it can go and what we're seeing today. 
Now, if any of us are guilty of those things, and we are sometimes, the good news is Jesus Christ forgives. It isn't oftentimes, friends, until we're confronted by what God says sin is, do we need and realize our, our, our place in Christ, that we need God to forgive us and to heal us and to restore us and change our vision back to what He wants. Because without Him, we can do nothing. It's easy to go along and say and think that we're all right. See, again, here's the problem that I found with so many times with people. As I've shared faith with people, and they go, yeah, I'd love to go to church. But the problem is, it, sometimes it's just picking everybody apart. Listen, I understand that. You know why? Because if I can pick you apart and I can put you down, then I'm going to feel up more higher than you are. And that's where I get my spirituality. If I'm just being, feeling better than somebody else. No, friends, let me tell you something. Your spirituality, my spirituality has got to come from God. It doesn't come from our own thing. And the whole thing is, well, your sin sure does stink, but mine don't. <laughs> friends, let me tell you something. We're all sinners in the sight of God. Except for the blood of Christ that makes us saints, we are lost the depravity of man is of magnitude proportion. There is, you, you look and see things on TV and you say, how could that person be a mass murderer? Have you ever been mad at somebody and want to wrench their head off? Yeah. That person just went ahead and did it. There was a guy sharing one time in a prison ministry. And he said, he, he, this guy's a minister, and he, was, and, and, and he was honest. He says, he looks at all these guys, all dressed in their jailhouse blues. <laughs> Close. And he says, you know the difference between you and me? You got caught. <laughs> it's true, friends. When we really look at what we are, that's why we need Christ. You know, it's not sometimes until we're confronted with what God's ideal standard for mankind is, what heaven is going to be like, that we realize just how bad we need a Savior. And, and I believe that this is what Jesus is, is pointing back to. He said, yeah, Moses allowed divorce, but it was because of the hardness of people's hearts. Now, now sometimes people can just be so mean, you can't live with them. Friends, I understand that. It happens. It happens in people's lives, and it happens in, in relationships. And again, it takes two to make a marriage. It only takes one to make a divorce. But, but that doesn't mean that there still isn't the ideal that God has for us. Back in these days, something else interesting was that you could have more than one wife, as an example. And, and by the way, to divorce a woman and put her out on the street, she'd be destitute because most women were not assimilated into the, you might say, the... the um, the corporate part of, of society like they are today, where you have as many women working as men working. Which, by the way, I think is an unfortunate thing. I, I, I really think girls ought to stay home and make things nice. and Then you don't have to go out and skin your elbows. You know, this is a kind of a lie that so many women bought into that they were pressing, you know, now and all these other organizations out trying to try to make um, women men. And, and I think a lot of women bought into that. And now as they get older, they look at their life and saying, yeah, you know, I've got a lot of diplomas hanging on the wall, but my life isn't fulfilled. I, I, bought, I bought a lie. And I think a lot of ladies now, are, are especially in their, in their late 30s and 40s, are saying, yeah, I, I did the corporate thing, and, and it isn't what really satisfied my heart. 
You see, God, God knows what we need. And, 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 and uh, you know, this is what made the, the sin of, of, of King David so outrageous. And yet, as I look at David, when he looked, he was out on the roof of his house and he looked over and he saw this woman uh, taking a bath. Now, I don't know what she was doing taking a bath out on the roof of her house anyway, but that's another subject. But anyway, he looked at, and, and he got all hot and bothered and he sent his servants to go get her and, and brought her back and said, this is the wife of Uriah. You can't be touching her. And David went ahead and had an affair with her, got her pregnant. Her husband's away at war. And she sends David a little note saying, David, guess what? David goes, oh no. Now the problem here with David is David was the king. He had other wives. He had several wives. In fact, he could have went out and married anybody he wanted on top of what he already had. And instead, he picked Uriah's wife. And so when she was pregnant, he tried to get him to come home and spend some time with her so he would think it was his kid. So he tried to do the deception thing. And in all that, and all that happened, David was busted. We remember the story. Nathan comes by, tells him the story about the ewe lamb, and said, you know, he said, yeah, I'll, who, I'll kill that guy that took that guy's lamb. Who is that? And he says, you are, David. David was cut to the heart. So we find in Psalms his, his, his um, prayer of repentance, you might say. Now, David lost a lot of control in his home because he couldn't correct his home because of what he had done. But nevertheless, God still loved David. And God forgave David, and the next king of Israel was not Absalom. The next king of Israel was Solomon, Bathsheba's second son, after that crazy relationship. It tells me a lot about God's forgiveness. So if anybody's been in that, involved in something like that, no, God's forgiveness is for you. But yeah, you did sin against God. There's no getting around it. But you know, we can face our sin in Jesus Christ. I don't have to sit there and, and try to say, oh, it didn't happen. Oh, no. I can say, yeah, I did. But you know what? God's forgiveness is for me. You, you see, a lot of people today, and people you're going to work alongside tomorrow, you know, you know why they don't come to God? You know why they don't come to church? They feel dirty. And you know why? They are. Filthy, dirty, dirty, dirty. You tried scrubbing it out, tried soaking it out. They come back dirty. And the reason why they are. The good news is that Christ Jesus washes sins away. And justifies it just as if I had never done it. If we look at this, he goes on and tells us here. In the house, verse 10, the disciples ask him again about the same matter. The reason why is because divorce was fairly rampant in this society as well. You have to remember Israel was no longer governed really by the laws of God. They were now governed by the Roman government. And the Roman gover- and the Romans were very decadent in their society, very much like we have become, you know, toga, toga, toga. I mean, that's the whole thing they were about was, was indulgence. And again, some of you didn't understand that. Toga parties, indulgent parties, you know, with the fraps and the, and, the, and, the, and the things at college and things like that. You know, they wear the little Roman wreaths and just go into decadence. Yeah, that, that's what they were about. And that had infiltrated into the Jewish society. Friends, let, let me tell you something. The world's mentality has infiltrated the church. It just has. 
And so uh, uh, getting the picture of what God's best for you is to protect your heart. So first of all, as we look at this, if you're single, spend time finding out who the person you're marrying is. Now you say, well, we do. We date. He loves hot fudge Sundays, and I love hot fudge Sundays, and so we're compatible. <laughs> Met this girl one time. She came to church for a while. I didn't see her for a while. And I, I said, well, hi, good to see you. And she says, yeah. It was like Christmas or something in Sarna's store. I'm getting married. And I said, well, that's nice. Who are you marrying? Oh, he's really a neat guy. He's got a big four-wheel drive truck with lights on top and everything like that. And I said, what's his name? Oh, it's a Ford and it's big. And, you know, and, and I said, what's his name? Who are you marrying? See, she had fallen in love with the image and what he had, not him. And I said, what will happen if you roll the truck over? And know this look of fear came upon her. Now I can understand sometimes teenage, late teen girls or, or whatever, seeing, you know, the wrong things in people. I heard a story about two girls walking down the street and they said, wow, did you see the wallet on that guy? See, the thing is, is that sometimes we fall in love with the wrong things. And she had actually, that had happened to her. Where she had entered into a, 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 a kind of a relationship. So find out what they are. You know, you know, sometimes a good way to find out somebody, this is simple. Play a game with them. And see what kind of a loser they are when you start winning. Have you ever seen people lose sometimes? Um, they get mad and act like they're kids. there's a lot of things you can do to do that. Observation, when things go wrong. Because friends, in a relationship, whether you're married or not, there's going to be things that go wrong your whole life long. And how do they react to, you might say, disappointment? Those things are going to give you an indication of the fiber of the person that you're going to entangle your life with. If you see that they're a happy person, a person that has joy in their heart, a, a person that has love in their heart, those are the things that you look for. But oftentimes, sometimes people that are financially well-off are very, very spoiled people and, 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 and can be very, very disastrous when you try to interrelate with that. Look at the way they were raised in their home. Because that's going to give you a good idea of what they view a role model as. And, and, and if, they, if they don't see, it, it, maybe I should say, if, if you don't see that same relationship or mentality, then you, you might want to step aside. Now they might say, well, they're a Christian now. They, all I can say, that's great and that's good. And hold on to Jesus because God has to reprogram your thinking of what your role model in the home is. Otherwise, they will try to be the mom and the dad and take away your position, guy. Or on the other hand, if it's a girl situation, you can find where the, 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 the girl doesn't really know how to relate to you. See, in other words, she's the one making decisions. You're just kind of along for the ride. I'll use you because you can go out and make more money than I can because, you know, you're not very smart, but you can lift heavy things. And so I'll keep you around. And that's a dangerous place to be. So I think if you're dating, I think you have to look at that. I think you have to look primarily, though, at the spiritual aspect. Where's the relationship with God? Everybody, you can find people say, oh, I love God. You know, that's good. It starts. 
Well, what does that mean? Is there a fervency for the Lord? Is there a, a commitment for God? Is there a desire to see people get saved? Is there a desire to see and, and to serve uh, uh, the Lord where no one is looking? See, those are all important things. Now, when we get into a marriage situation and you're having a tough time with somebody, I think, you know, you, you have to kind of tell them as well and observe with them. And I think this is where communication comes in. The Bible tells us to communicate, forget not. And that means that we begin to interact with the person that we're talking with so that they will then reveal what they need. And together in the Lord, you can minister to that that hurt and and have those things worked out. Otherwise, friends, I I believe that it can be a very long and weary road. And, And I've talked to many Christians that I know who love Jesus very much that just can't take it anymore. And I don't want to condone a divorce. All I can say is I understand your feelings. But originally, what God said, that's not the best way. The best way is to let God help you. Now, again, sometimes people don't want to. And you can read uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 has some words concerning those that though they may call themselves Christians and they depart, what, what, where that leaves you. But the Bible here tells us what God's best and ideal is. So verse 11, he says, So he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife, marries another, commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Now, again, there's many people that are guilty of that. Now, here's the good news. God forgives sin. And God will forgive you. A lot of times we, we forget what Jesus did for us on the cross. And I know sometimes a lot of messages in the Bible are pretty encouraging and sometimes they're downright convicting. But I think in a, in a world where um, fragmented relationships are probably the norm more than, than the other way, I, I just want to encourage you today to let you know that God knows what you go through. You're not in it alone and God wants to help you. If you've been a victim of fraud in a relationship, in other words, you married somebody in good faith and only to find out down the road that as an example, that they had kids in other states or they couldn't have kids at all, or they, all I can tell you is this, my heart goes out to you. And I know that in Jesus there is an answer and there is, a, there is that which God will heal. But we're big people here and we live in a world and if you say, well, Mike, you don't seem to understand, I have a great relationship with my spouse. It's wonderful. I think you ought to write a book. because No, no I, think, I, think, I think really you're, you're a rarity in the world. And and I think especially for you in a church, as an example, where there's many people and kids that don't have a dad. You know, there's there's people, there's kids in our church that don't even know who their real dad is. Hasn't even seen him. Both guys and girls, little boys and little girls, and even older than that, they don't even know who their dad is or their mom is. So you know what that tells me? You, we become their family. And and, and I, I think, friends, honestly that uh, Paul wrote a lot of letters to the early churches depending on what their particular need was. And all I can tell you is I, I think there is a, a change that, that is coming within the church today where we become that for families that don't have families. That's why I mentioned earlier about the Thanksgiving thing. If you don't have anywhere to go, we have a place for you to go here. Uh, uh, some of you... Older people in our church, 
the grandmas and the grandpas, you know, that are Christians that love God, love God your whole life. You, you know, there's a lot of people in this room that don't have anybody that's over, that maybe 60 years old, that, that they can even reference to of what a mature, seasoned Christian is like in love and humility. And so you become their brothers and sisters. You become their support, their, 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 uh, their moms and dads to bless and to heal and to restore. And friends, I believe that's such an important thing. You know, it's interesting as we look at verse 13. They brought young children to him that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. And when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Surely I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will in no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, and he put his hands on them, and he blessed them. I look at that and I realize, you've got a loving Father in heaven that loves you. And we're God's kids. And you know there are those that say, well, you ain't got no right to be going to God with your problem. Let me tell you something. We as God's kids, God sees what we need. That's Pastor Mike Kessler on It's Time. If you've missed any part of today's episode, I'd like to inform you that we offer It's Time for free as a podcast download in the iTunes store. If you'd like a hard copy that you can keep and share, give us a call at 800-357-4226, and the operator can help you with that. Don't forget, It's Time to Grow. Pastor Mike's book on the Christian walk is also available completely free for you by calling that toll-free number I just mentioned. Tune in next time for more It's Time. It's time.